uh, move, uh, moving along. <laughs> <laughs> I see slow, what you did yeah, there. <laughs> like for me to really, really get invested in the story, like I at least have to have some character mm -hmm. that I can like latch onto. And he's killing them off left and right. It's like. Everybody and welcome to the Retro Rents Retro Gaming Podcast. This is episode forty. We are four 40. decades old. And I am Al. <laughs> I'm Nick. We are flying as the dastardly duo again. Um, Kyle is not able to make it, and I know Travis is not feeling very well. Um, so it is us again tonight, and that's okay. We'll, we'll geek out. We miss our we miss our boys, but uh, we will be back together soon. I am sure. Yeah, and, get better, uh, bros. Yeah, yeah, get better, guys. Feel better, the whole deal. But, uh, yeah, man, how's it going? Busy as always, always up Ugh. to something, but finally... How's, uh, how's moving going along? You got all that squared away? Uh, move, moving along. <laughs> <laughs> I see slow, what you did yeah, there. Slow, yeah, uh, no pun intended, but yeah, yeah, so, you know, moving along, but uh, you know, getting things packed up. Uh, you know, still still kind of zeroing in the place, but uh, yeah, starting starting to move forward. I'm hoping in the, like the next two months or so to kind of hopefully get done with it. Great. Do you got a place picked out where you're gonna go, or? Uh, yeah, so I'm zeroing in on an area. I've, I've done a, a couple scouting uh, already, but now it's you know I'm kind of moving into like zeroing in. You know, mm -hmm. finally getting an agent and uh, kind of making the final decision soon. So. So I guess the most important part of where you're going in Delaware. How far are you from the Dogfish Head Brewery? Uh, that's a good question. I have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> It's the only reason I haven't moved to Del Delaware. I'd find way too many excuses to stop there. <laughs> <laughs> I love their beer. <laughs> uh, well, that's good. I mean, I'm glad that's that's moving along. Uh, yeah, there's there's definitely stuff going on in my neck of the woods that um, not quite ready to talk about yet until certain developments happen. We'll see how that goes. Um, other than word, that, it's word. yeah. Other than that, it's just been. Uh, Spending time with the family, spending time with, you know, with the wife and kids, and um, it, it's kind of fun. Like, my oldest daughter is at a stage now where she's really enjoying video games, and she's hooked on Minecraft. And, uh, uh, yeah, it's really neat to watch, like, to watch her little creative mind spin. And, and, and Paige has always been very creative, but, like, the stuff that she comes up with, you know, that she's doing in this game... And she's got, like, names for all the little places. Like, there is, um... Uh, they, they had, like, a map they released specifically for Xbox called, like, Imagination Island. Hmm. And, um... It has, like, all these different biomes, and it's, like, sculpted to look a certain way. And there's, like, a volcano, and then there's, like, this snowy mountain. And because she found a polar bear up top of it, she calls it Polar Bear Mountain. <laughs> and like but stuff like that, you know, where she's like naming places, and she's like, "I built yeah, Mia's, yeah, yeah. you know, I built Mia's house on Polar Bear Mountain," and it's like, "Wow, all right, you know, you you go ahead, you you're enjoying that." 
And, That's uh, awesome. Yeah, yeah. It's it's been pretty cool watching her evolve, you know, as a as a gamer. And like, I try to find stuff that I think she'll like, you know, on on Game Pass, or you know, I'll pick up games for them and stuff. And I don't I don't remember if you saw my extra live stream last November. Um, I, I, I don't know. I can't remember. It's like, it feels so long ago. <laughs> I know you donated. You donated, and that was fucking awesome. Okay, yeah. Like, that was okay, great. Yeah, yeah. But, um, no, I, at lunch, I took a break. Uh, you know, I had started at about 4 in the morning, and at about noon, I took a break just to stretch, and I let Paige take over. And, um, you know, so I had the stream up and still going, and she was playing her favorite games. Her and her sister are obsessed with the Lego games. Ah, they love those. I'm telling. I've told you before, and I know I've mentioned it before. Like, they know the Indiana Jones theme song. Like, oh with, yeah, yeah, you were talking about this within like two notes because of the Lego games. <laughs> and uh, again, That's I know awesome. I mentioned it, but it's like I'll never forget it. The one night I thought they were sleeping in bed, and uh, Raiders was on. <laughs> so I turned it on TV. Yep, as soon as that kicked on, all of a sudden I heard two little feet just haul ass from upstairs. Are you watching Indy on TV? Where's Shorty? <laughs> <laughs> it's just it's pretty wild watching uh watching that stuff, you know, as they get into it. But yeah. Um I mean other than that, uh, on a, you know, kind of what I've been doing, what I've been playing, um my wife is knee deep in Game of Thrones now, which is awesome. Uh, a little late, consider we're running up. We're, <laughs> we're running up on the yeah the final weekend, episode. Yeah, the very last one is on Sunday, Ooh. and uh, I I don't care how many people have their panties in a bundle on the internet. I'm thoroughly <laughs> enjoying it. Um, it's not what I thought it would be, and you know what? I'm glad. Otherwise, I'd be bored as fuck. Right. Um, so, you don't you don't know what's coming down the pike and it's not predictable. Yeah, I mean some of it some of it I saw coming. Uh and a lot of that I will say is aided by the fact that I think once we were one or two episodes in this season, my wife was like, Oh my god, alright, I have to watch this show. I really want to know what's going on because like I'm already attached to these characters and I don't even know them. So we started a rewatch and we're about halfway through season two. And I think if you do that like, there was a Reddit thread on which ones you should watch, you know, before this season. I, I say poo-poo I'll on that. Hallmark. Yeah, but I say poo-poo on that. Like, watch the whole thing because... Watch it from the beginning. Yeah, watch it from the beginning because there is so much foreshadowing for every single thing that happens this season. Like, right down to, like, individual lines, you know, there's stuff that has happened from the very first episodes. And it's like... You know, people freaking out that it's going a certain way, you know, and I'm trying not to spoil anything, but it's like, you know, if you had done a rewatch, a lot of this does become pretty obvious. You know, I mean, you know, there are some complaints that it is rushed and well, okay, it's it's a much more condensed season. So I get that, you know, they do have to move quickly and. Sure, I'd love them to be able to have you know twice the amount of time to to take the time and do what they want to do, but they don't. So they're doing what you know what they can with what they got. And I don't know. I've always been one of those people to really try to enjoy something for what it is, and uh, I think it's a great season. I'm, I'm going to be very sad to see it go. Uh, this has been. I'd almost say it's you know her coming into the last season and then being able to like pick out characters and then going back to the first season. 
might be to her benefit because it is when I started 100%. watching back, way back in, se- in season one, I was like, okay, I, I'm liking these characters. I like where it's going, and and you know, poor choice on my part. One of them was Sean Bean. Like, oh, Sean Bean, it's all right, <laughs> let's go. And then by the end, I'm like, oh, it suck. <laughs> <laughs> and then like season two, it's like I, you know, I forget who I picked then, but it's like they keep killing him off left and right. It's like, oh man, it's like it's like for me to really really get invested in the story, like I at least have to have some character mm-hmm. that I can like latch onto. And he's killing him off left and right. It's like, oh damn it. I'll put <laughs> so, it to you. Like the the main character I've been invested in, aside from Sean Bean, because I know we're both seen. <laughs> I know you and I are both seen Bean fans. That's right. That's right. You know, um, but yeah, like the main character I've been invested in from episode one has always been Tyrion. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's and he was my favorite character in the books. Um, so that hasn't let me down yet. <laughs> yeah, I, I think it was around season three that I started to walk Not so much like I didn't like it; it's just more like I can't watch this right now because I don't know which guy, you know, which person is going to die next. I can't stand it. It's... So now that I know it is coming to an end, and I know that they, you know, certain characters have made it, it's like okay, now, now, now I can at least focus on them yes. and, and kind of proceed forward because it it's gut wrenching. I think when, oh, when like oh, you know, totally you're trying to latch onto a character and like oh he's gone, all right, well that's the next one. Oh gone, all right. <laughs> Yeah, and, and and that's and I'll say the books are the same way. Like I remember getting to each of those, you know, landmark moments where it's like it it completely jars you. You know, as I know you and I are, are both longtime fans of fantasy, you know, sci-fi and fantasy, mm-hmm. and you know th- this was really that book that was the first one in my opinion to really break all those tropes you know good oh, guys yeah, don't win did. yeah yeah and it, and you know yeah that's why i kind of stuck with it because it's like okay this is something really different and like i i almost say like brave in the sense because like yes. from you know like a tv series standpoint it's like oh yeah you don't kill off your main characters you want them to you know last through the whole thing because you know you got your you know actors but at the same time it's like hbo is kind of the perfect platform like you you oh. know outside of like the sex and violence yeah like you know, if, it, if it was like you know game of thrones pg version type of thing this would never fly on you know any of the alphabet no way. soup uh, you know, channels at all because, like, again, the characters are dying left and right. But now, uh, like, I can't, you know, don't ask me to name one, but it seems like, you know, some have picked up on that that fact. I think. Um, oh yeah. Uh, oh, what was the recent one? I don't know. I almost always say Star Trek, but I don't think they've killed off too many of their characters. Yes. Uh, no, but, but I know but what see, you're I, getting at. Season one to season two, they 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 shifted a little bit uh-huh. in, in Star Trek. But yeah, I, I think they kind of took a few cues from from Game of Thrones. Like, oh, it's okay to kill off like these yeah. big characters, and he doesn't necessarily mean or, main character, but characters that have been in the you know the spotlight. Or yeah, or completely change them to what you thought they were. Oh, so you oh, did yeah, wind exactly. up checking out Discovery. Oh, oh, oh yeah, like I've actually I've like kind of gotten into it. It's like okay, oh isn't it great? I, I get it. Season two, I think it really found its footing, though. I am loving Captain Pike in season two. I have not watched season two yet. Oh, man. See, season two is where it's at. I'm going to have to watch it. I mean, I thoroughly enjoyed season one. Um, yeah, yeah. Like, season, season one's like, okay, I, you know, it's like, I get it now. I get where they're going. And, you know, it's like, sign me up for season two. And yeah, season two, they're like knocking it out. You know, I think, well, I think it's already ended, but um, yeah, knocked that out of the park. Awesome. I'm going to have to get back into that then. But yeah, it's it's funny you mention that. I think a lot of shows have taken cues from that and um, from Game of Thrones. 
and um, done similar things. But it, it's funny, like I, I said to my, you know, I was sitting with my wife the other night and we had finished, you know, Sean Bean's penultimate episode. <laughs> and um, and then we finished the next episode as the finale because it's been typically in, in Game of Thrones, you know, they're 10 episode seasons and season nine is where like all the shit goes down. And then the last episode is generally the aftermath. And so we get to the end of the first season. She's like, oh, my God, this goddamn show. She's like, I can't. I just can't. She's like, come on. She's like, cue up the next one. And I was like, hey, miss, cue up the next one. Just in case you forget, I had to wait a year. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, that's the other thing. Now now she can just binge to her heart's content Uh and, you know, catch up really, you know, I say really fast, but I mean, it's still still a lot of material. Oh, sure. But But, that's uh, what I was going to say to you, too, is like, you know, you kind of have that benefit now where it's like, Yes, those those unexpected deaths are just wrenching, but you don't have to wait a year to see yeah, the yeah. aftermath. Like, who's gonna die? Yeah, I, I think that's what. Yeah, like by season three, like I was like up to speed, and like I got tired of like I gotta wait like, another year to find out who dies next. Like no, I can't do this. <laughs> yeah, and I think it's a, a huge um, credit to the show's merits is that it was a masterpiece you know to watch live and have to wait and discuss with your friends for like an entire mm-hmm. year where you thought things were going to go but it's also just as good to kind of rewatch it and binge it and and see you know does yeah, it hold look back up those clues and you know like what was foreshadowed things like that. yes no it, it's it really i think for me you know, it, it holds up just as good. And I think that's a big credit to the show, you know, because, uh, you know, when you do have to wait a year, it's kind of like, are is it m- great because you're just anticipating it for so long or is it great because it's great, mm-hmm. you know? And to me, it's this rewatch has kind of shown that this is just a great show. Like these don't come around very often. And uh, I don't know. It's like, I was going to say it's my second religion since X-Files. <laughs> I, I, oh, and I, I got to put Breaking Bad in there, too. That was great. But, yeah, so that's, I mean, that's what we've been watching. Uh, I'm As far as playing, I'm still playing a bunch of uh, Assassin's Creed Odyssey. I'm telling you, brother, you got to check that out. Yeah, hey, I, I got to I gotta pick it up. I, I, I'll probably wait for it to go on sale somewhere. You know, uh, it's on sale. Coming in up the, on the summer uh, sale. Hold on. It's on sale right oh, now. Oh, it's on sale? Okay. Yes. And it's a very good price. That's actually what I wanted to tell you tonight. Give me two seconds, and I think time is running out. Uh, right now, Odyssey is not on sale on Steam. I think it's the Epic Store. Hold on. One second. Where the hell did I just... You know You know what? If it's not Epic, I know where it is. It's not Epic. Humble. It would be, be on Ubi, wouldn't it? Or, or, um, Humble Bundle. Or, or it's, it's, oh, Humble Bundle has it. Humble Bundle is doing a sale on Odyssey, if I'm not mistaken. If the time didn't run out. Oh, I think it did. That sucks. But if it didn't, Odyssey was 30 bucks. Ooh. Oh, it, it, it's over. Oh, well. It's over, yeah. Oh, well. There, there's, there's always more sales. And it's, it is, honestly, it's worth it at full price. That is such a it's the best game to come out last year, hands down. And I'd even give it maybe a year or two before that. It's just a masterpiece. But, so I still play that. And again, I think what I love about that so much 
is there's so many interesting side quests that are so great little, you know, appetizer chunks that I can do on a weeknight that I have to go to the office. Like, I play a quick half hour, and I get a really good dose of, of story and quest, and then I can just right. shut it off, you know, and, and go to bed. But if I, if I got, you know, four hours to kill and I want to really get into it, it's got that, too, where you can just get into these layered stories. And, you know, I, I know you're a fellow history fan mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know you run into all the all the figures of the greek age herodotus and uh, uh hippocrates and you know oh, nice. oh it's so good it's just so good and i think my favorite thing about it is if there's a modern day part of it i have already forgotten it um you know you're just pretty much living Kinda in glances the... over it. that's that's, yeah. that, that, that's the part that always started to annoy me <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think number it was like four or five. I don't know whatever it was. It was just like, oh, just get on with it. Oh yeah, Black <laughs> Flag fucking, fucking annoyed the shit out of me because I love Black Flag so much and I love the pirate oh, yeah. era. Like, get back to the sailing. Just, just, just get me on the goddamn ship. Cut this garbage. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm kind of glad they've they've gotten less full of themselves and just made that a very big backdrop that you pretty much don't even have to touch. That's good, uh, but it's there if you want it. There's like the emails and all that other garbage. So I've been playing that. And I actually started playing again. I had it on Xbox, and I wound up getting it on PC because I like to see what I can push this PC to do. But I've been playing <laughs> uh, Vampire. Did you hear about that one? Uh, no. Uh, it's, what is it's this one? V-A-M-P-Y-R. Um, V-A-M-P-Y-R. Okay. Uh, it was one of those games that was going to show off, you know, Xbox and all them or whatnot. Beautiful game, first off, graphically. Very good-looking game. Um... It takes place uh, post World War One during the Spanish flu outbreak in England, and you play a you're a World War One medic coming home from the war. Uh, basically, you get attacked uh, soon after arriving, uh, and you wake up in a pile of bodies with a thirst for blood, and you're a vampire, and um, you. What I love about it is that you're a, you're, you're trying to figure out what the hell is going on, what has happened to you, but you're t- you're starting, once you kind of get over the initial shock and the tutorial and all that, uh, you begin working as a doctor, because you are a medic, you, you work as a doctor at the hospital trying to, f- you know, figure out how to combat the flu epidemic while, you know, you're working the night shift and trying to do research to figure out what happened to you. And, you know, you come to terms with your abilities and the things you can do. And what I love about this game is every single character in the game, NPC and whatnot, is is kind of critical. And you can learn stuff about them. But you can also optionally uh, feed upon them and kill them. <laughs> and what's cool about that is you don't have to, and there's other things you can fight, and you get small amounts of experience for fighting, like they're called skulls and other vampires. But if you feed upon somebody, you get a massive boost to your experience. But once you feed upon them, like any story elements or anything that you might have needed to do to learn from them to unlock options with other characters goes away. Like uh, that story ah, thread so completely closes. Thread. So... Ah. Yeah, it's it's like so you, you can take kind of like the slow drip feed and keep them alive, you know, XP that way, or you can say I don't, you know, screw it, I need big chunk or whatever. Yeah, and, yeah, but you miss out on whatever it is. Interesting. 
Oh, um, and it, it's is, is, it, is it possible? Yeah. Okay. So let me back up. Is there like kind of multiple endings or something? And I, or I believe any, so. Yeah, there are multiple endings. Like keep them all alive, or uh, there's that. All. Like, and, and it's like done by districts, and like the more you okay. feed upon, and the, like the less you help people, the districts start falling into like decay, and ah. I guess that affects the ending. But what I what I love about this is like up to this point, I haven't played very far, but I am literally trying to get through the game without feeding on a single innocent or even uh-huh. I, have, I should say a person because when you There's get to the period yeah because when you get to the well I'm like feeding on other vampires and stuff but when you get to the point where in the tutorial they show you how you can you know mesmerize an NPC and then you can take them off somewhere secluded and feed on them um, you basically at this point you had stumbled on two people fighting on the docks and this one guy gets stabbed in the gut and then he stabs the other guy and throws him in the water and he's wounded and it shows you how to do the mesmerize. And it's like, okay, now this person is at your thrall. And you can either, you know, feed upon them for a massive boost of XP or you can release them. And mm. it's like, if you just go in tutorial mode, you might be tempted just to hit the feast button and go. But I was like, oh, I have the option to release him. So I just released him. But that was supposed to be like your first kill if you weren't paying. Like, if you were just going through tutorial, you could have killed that guy, but then you would have lost all potential story thread there. Hmm. So, so even the tutorial kind of like gives you yeah it tries it tries to push you a little bit there but you don't have to and that's what I love about the game is it tries to tempt you to do that <laughs> that's clever and, oh it is and like when you like when you meet somebody you know you'll you'll open up a screen that shows you like hints you can learn about them and then you can see their social circle and see all the other NPCs they are related to or that they know or that they're friends with and you can kind of learn about them by talking you know in between these NPCs and um it's it's just it's a very interesting game the characters and all these NPCs like I'm really interested to learn about them and like I don't want to kill them so I'm I'm enjoying that aspect of it quite a lot while I also analyze samples and, and do everything trying to figure out what's happening to the main character so right yeah I, uh, I I really recommend it it's very cool hmm. um other than that I I started playing Simon the Sorcerer for our you know DOS game question. Oh, but, yeah. I haven't played a LucasArts game in a long time. I'm playing that off the Internet Archive. <laughs> Which, I don't know if I told you, but the guy that, that runs a lot of that, uh, Jeremy Scott. Yeah, the Internet Archive? Or yep. not Archive. Uh, yeah. yeah, it is Archive, yeah. Yeah, he wants to, go on, he wants to come on the show. <laughs> oh, nice. Yeah, so I told him, well, we'll have to work something out. I would love to talk to him. Absolutely, that'd be awesome. Yeah, his uh, his BBS documentary is still one of my favorite things ever. I think you watched that with me at one point. I think so, yeah. Yeah, but anyway, yeah, we'll we'll definitely talk to Jeremy at some point. But anyway, yeah, I mean, so that's that's what I've been playing. Uh, I highly recommend Vampire. I mean, granted, I'm maybe five hours into it, but it's 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 very interesting. Uh, I like this uh, temptation to you know, do you feed or do you learn? Or, <laughs> it's very very cool, and the atmosphere is very dismal. You know, very uh, from hell. It reminds me a lot of oh, from man. hell. Now that that is a class movie. Yes. Good- yeah. So if you like that, it is definitely that kind of atmosphere. Mm. So highly recommend it. But uh, what about you? So uh, I I haven't played too much outside of my my usual wheelhouse. Uh, you know, again, Clan War still going on in warships. Uh, got through all the tall tales in Sea of Thieves. How was Hell it? Hell of a lot of fun. 
stem to stern. Oh man, it's it is like the final chapter, albeit long, is super awesome. Uh, you know, oh, great. The, the whole story is around you, you're collecting the parts and to this thing called the Shroud Breakers, it's like this kind of like Indiana Jones idol looking thing. And the whole goal is that it it's able, to, you know, hence its name, Shroud Breaker, is able to allow ships to pass through the basically what the boundary of Sea of Thieves is called the Shroud. Mm-hmm. Uh, you pass into it. Normally, you, your ship will start taking holes, literally, and eventually you all die. Uh, but the Shroud Breaker allows you to actually pierce it, and you're you know this, this whole quest for what's called the Shores of Gold. You know, Ooh. this kind of like El Dorado uh, yeah. island. And, uh, you know, the final chapter is you sailing to this island and, you know, working these vaults. And, oh, oh cool. man, the island is absolutely massive. In like, it, it feels like something out of Treasure Island. It, it's just, it's fantastic. Oh, that's so cool. Absolutely. Uh, so, yeah, so, so that, that's Sea of Thieves. Um, but outside of that, I've been, uh, you know, watching a few more things. So, obviously, there's the Game of Thrones, but uh, a new series that uh, just popped up, I think, uh, about two weeks ago. Yeah, this is uh, new. Chernobyl. Um, Ooh, I want to watch a, that. It's, uh, I, don't know how many, I don't know how many parts, uh, was it six or ten? I don't know. It's, like, it's kind of like, basically, it's a mini series. It's going to be one season only. Okay. So don't don't expect a lot. Of, you know, I mean, there's not much. You can't can't really tell. An there's only so about. much story there. I know exactly. Uh, but if you know, if it, you know, it, just the name alone. If you know, for those of you who might not be familiar, it's like Chernobyl was an accident back in 1985, I believe, or it was it 84. I don't know. Let's see. Um, uh, yeah. Massive nuclear uh, reactor uh, disaster in former Soviet Union, now current day Ukraine. Um, and it was all over the news. And, and for me, it was, is, I think it was one of the very first, um, kind of news things that I remember growing up with. Like, Same here. Uh, it was like all over the TV and they actually do use some footage of, uh, I think it's like Dan Rather or something at the time. Oh, wow. And, and for me, I've always had this bizarre, morbid fascination with it, I guess, because of it. Oh, me too. Yeah, and I, I think it's for the same reason you just said. You know, it's one of the earliest, like, breaking news events that I can remember from. Yeah, so, you know, yeah. Basically, you know, if you're a child of the '80s, you know, type of thing, or you know, lived through the '80s, like that, that was the big news. I mean, you know, oh yeah, you know, it wasn't nine eleven. It wasn't a terrorist attack. It was just an accident of itself. But you know, it's it's on that scale of like this. This is something world sh- uh, shattering oh, yeah. and you know changing. Um, but anyway, so, you know, it's a series about that. Uh, the first episode basically picks up right with the accident. There's no like preamble to it at all. Um, stars, Jer- uh, Jared Harris, um, Stalin Skarsgård. Okay. Uh, and uh, I'm trying to think who else. Love me know, some Stalin Skarsgård. Oh yeah. Yeah. You know, you know, he's played bootstrap bill from the pirate Car- uh, Caribbean. He played, you know, the Gregor and Ronan. Gregor and Ronan, yep, and you know he's the sub captain in Red October. That was like one of his early roles, but uh, yeah, um, you ignorant and, ass, you've killed you, us. You killed us. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, Jared Harris, he's kind of like I'm starting to become a big fan of his more recently. Um, I think the first time I saw him or recognized him was in uh, Game of Sh- uh, Shadows from uh, Sherlock Holmes with uh, who, Robert Downey Jr. Who was he in that? He played Moriarty. Oh, did he really? Yes. I yes, loved yes. So, him in that. 
Yeah, so there's that. Uh, the last year he was in The Terror. Absolutely. Oh, another, again, another awesome series around uh, the um, Franklin Expedition to the Arctic. That one. Oh, you know, another I kind to of see disaster. That. Highly, yeah, if you can see it, like, like it was on AMC. Um, I don't know if it's still on their streaming service at all, mm. uh, but highly recommend. Again, another, like, it was only one season, but man, was it good. Yeah, uh, I remember you talking about that now. Yeah, from Ridley Scott, uh, and yeah, like, oh man, like it, it's such a journey. You know, I don't want to get too too far outside. Here, but, <laughs> yeah, the, the terror starts off, I'd say, fairly normal and kind of like the normal thing, but by the sure. end of it, it gets very like mystical and and you know, it tries to you know, obviously, there's a lot of questions around what what actually happened in the end to the Franklin expedition. Like, you know, obviously, you know, the boats were recently discovered and you know, yeah. theorized, but uh, they kind of like take that, you know, a narrative liberty, uh, I think in a very cool direction. Oh, I gotta uh, watch to, like, that. What was the final, you know, moments of the the Franklin expedition? So yeah, if you can find it somewhere, uh Yeah, I'm gonna check that de- out. Definitely worth a watch. Um anyway, back back to uh Chernobyl. So yeah. Uh it's it's only two episodes in and oh man am I hooked. Uh, but, yeah. <laughs> don't don't watch this uh, right before going to bed. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Let me just, tell you, I did we'll, not sleep well that night. <laughs> we'll just break the fourth wall here. We're both grown men approaching our forties. <laughs> it's like, woo, yeah. So, um, and you know, if, for for anyone out there, like if if you've ever seen K nineteen, The Widowmaker, again, another great movie. Oof. Um, that one still sticks with me. Oh yeah, there's radiation sickness scenes in that movie. Like it, it'll have that level of it. Plus, you know, t- times two or three. Like they kind of, you know, up it a notch. So again, you gotta gotta make sure you have a strong stomach and and or you know you know be, be prepared to look away. You know when when people start puking, essentially. You know, but um, but again, you know, like if if you're interested in Chernobyl or you know just fascinated by it, like I would highly recommend this. Like it has definitely hooked me. You know, and uh, you know, with Game of Thrones ending, it's like here's another series that you can kind of <laughs> yeah, I'm game, dial man. Into. I'm, I am in. Uh, but yeah, so that, that's what I've been watching. Um, last week, uh, I was at the USS New Jersey. Uh, oh, nice. Of, uh, war, the war gaming event. They're kind of touring all the all the various you know, I say battleships, but all the museum ships. They kicked sure. it off with uh, the New Jersey. Uh, so I was out there. If you go to my YouTube channel, Black Eagle Ops. Uh, I actually have uh, three. I saw your your footage. new toy. Yeah, I saw your new yeah, toy there. Little, new, new little toy. Yeah, uh, but I was able to like stream live on Facebook. I was kind of testing that out, but then um, I, you know I have uh, you know other more solid footage. Uh, it's a 360 camera, so it's it's super cool. If you've never watched 360 footage, basically, uh, if you watch it on a PC, you can use your mouse and kind of like rotate. If you use a mobile device, you can actually like I'd recommend sitting in a chair. Yeah, and, let me and, tell you about that. So and then um, rotate. So I and, saw you yeah, went live. Yeah. And uh, I, so I jumped on your feed, and I'm sitting in my chair that doesn't rotate. <laughs> and I'm like, why the fuck is he filming the side of a goddamn tent? <laughs> what is this? And then, like, I tilted to the side to talk to my daughter, and I saw the thing move, and I'm like, get the fuck out of here. So I stood up, and I started turning around. I'm like, oh, <laughs> Ooh, I get yeah. it now. <laughs> But dude, yeah. like I was literally ready to type in your feed. Like, are you fucking watching where you're pointing this thing? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, like, I've learned to kind of, you know, one kind of tell people that because if if they're not if they're not up on it, it's like, yeah, 
I don't know what angle you're act it actually defaults to uh, when, when you open it. I think it can vary depending on your own position. I think it's based um, upon your, your compass direction. Yeah, it, yeah, I think so. Like, if you're facing north, it you know it knows where north is and will yeah. transmit that as part of, like, the data feed and say, okay, if your phone's pointing north, I'm going to give you the north-facing view. Yep, I'm 99% so, yeah, sure that's what It could literally be doing. the tent. <laughs> and, and it was. It was the side of the tent. It was a glorious canvas. <laughs> and the thing is, I could rotate, like, I, you know, figured, like, when, when I went back and watched my own footage, I realized, like, when I was turning myself and, you know, the camera itself, the view wouldn't change. Like, it would realize, like, oh, the camera's turning on point, but I'm going to keep pointing, you know, the, the you know, the... Oh, view get out. selected is north yeah now obviously if, if i'm walking along it's gonna it's gonna obviously move that way right right, right. but it's but, not but it's not doing the on, rotate that's impressive yeah, yeah so super cool so i'm getting used to it and i'm you know i'm probably gonna do some more stuff with it but yeah if you're interested in you know in the uss new jersey or even like 360 stuff definitely check it out uh it's definitely worth a view so yeah i'll have to watch the full the full thing i saw your test stream i never did check out the uh the full i'm definitely gonna look at that though very cool. And uh, then, then the last thing, so I've been, uh, obviously with my drive to work being, you know, <laughs> one and a half to sometimes two hours, uh, I got a lot of time. So I've been, you know, doing a lot of podcasts and one I stumbled upon and, you know, I know, uh, you know, maybe not a lot of our audience is going to be big on this, but, uh, you know, I'm very big on it. It's uh, movie soundtracks. Oh, yes, sir. And there's a podcast out there called uh, Score the Podcast, and Ooh. Uh, it's Matt Schrader and uh, Robert, oh, I can't remember the guy's last name, uh, but basically uh, they're industry professionals, and they've been going around interviewing composers in their studios. Oh, my God. And, and it's so insightful into, like, the, the soundtrack-making process of the movies. Like, if you're a fan of, like, that, then... Definitely worth listening to. Uh, I think they're in season two now. Uh, but, uh, re <laughs> uh, recently, they, they've done a, uh, I say a companion, but it's, it's kind of a split off, but it's called Blockbuster, um, made by Matt Schrader as well. And it plays like an audio, like like you know, for for all us old timey people, it's it sounds like a radio play, and it's around the kind of beginnings of Spielberg and Lucas. Back in the early days of like Jaws oh, and Star Wars, wow. and Ghost set in the nineteen seventies. Yes, exactly. And man, like it is such a treat. Like it's you know it's a podcast format. You know, I say podcast, but you know it's just audio. But it plays like a radio play. It's like an audio and, drama, yeah. And you can, it, it's like the best movie you can hear with your ears, type of thing. Like you can visually see things. Based on the audio that's being played, it's no shit. So well. I I literally just subscribed to both of them. Yeah, like, yeah, like highly recommend. <laughs> yeah, for like, those, if anything, at least do Blockbuster, like because it is kick ass. Well, for those who don't know, Nick and I have been friends many years, and he was my you know my first dealer in uh, movie soundtracks. <laughs> um, I we got I've, some good soundtracks here. Yeah, oh, yeah. first first one's free. Um, yeah, it, I might have mentioned this once or twice, but I also have something of an obsession with uh, scores and soundtracks for films and, uh, you know, in video games, especially video game OSTs mm -hmm. I, I love to collect. And um, so, yeah, obviously I had not known about this podcast and I am now going to be listening to every episode. Excellent. <laughs> so there you go. You got something for your drive. <laughs> that is awesome. Yeah, that, that, that's what I've been into. 
That's good, man. I mean, it's it's. Uh, I'm going to be watching Chernobyl with the wife. I know we both wanted to really see that oh, once yeah, uh, yeah. Thrones is done. <laughs> so we'll definitely be into and, that. Yeah, your warning. Yeah, I think I, we already spoke a little bit before. Yeah, but yeah, warning to the audience: if you're interested in Chernobyl, don't have kids in the room, please. Oh yeah, that's <laughs> you will give would, them nightmares. <laughs> my kids have night terrors, and all they watch is fucking you know Mickey Mouse Clubhouse. So. <laughs> I don't want to That's encourage a that. Itself, buddy. <laughs> Oof, yeah, that is a nightmare in itself, let me tell you. But uh, yeah, so all right, so that's what we've been playing, what we've been watching. Uh, let's move on to some release highlights that we got coming up. It's again, it's a Indeed. there are some good stuff coming up, um, and there's some stuff that has been released. Uh, Rage Two was released uh, this past week, I believe. Um, I- I've heard mixed mixed reviews. Uh, I've watched a couple streams. It looks it looks like it'd be fun for an hour or two. Hmm. You know, a couple hours and I, for me at least I, it seems like I'd get bored of it. It's, you know, Michael Bay yeah. blow up stuff and generic FPS action. Yeah, nothing action. Yeah, nothing nothing really that would that would hook me, I don't think. I could be wrong, but you know, and the reviews seem to reflect you know, based on what I've seen of some streams and stuff, it's kind of the same deal. I think it's it's uh it's averaging in the low seventies, I believe. Um hmm. so not, so, not and, you know, sounds like a wait for sale. Now the question yeah. how how buggy is it? We we are talking Bethesda here. Yeah, and I've, and that's the other thing. I've heard there's definitely bugs and uh, the uh, user okay. scores are even lower. I mean the critic scores uh, are in the low seventies. User scores I think are averaging like six point five. Um, so yeah, I'll, I'll wait on that one. One that I am interested in though, and I, I haven't played much or I haven't played, I haven't looked at anything of it really is called the plague tale. And, uh, that came out this week. That's gotten good reviews. Uh, it's a uh, high eighties in Metacritic user reviews are about the same. So it's looking like, you know, critics and players are kind of on the same, same tear with this one. And, uh, I didn't look into too much of the story. It just, it, it, Sounds interesting. It looks interesting, and uh, I'll have to definitely check it out uh, eventually. But unfortunately, uh, pretty much all my gaming time is going to be taken up by the next title, which is next week, and that is Total War: Three Kingdoms. Oh yeah! Oh yes! <laughs> uh, again, just I'm, I'm a huge addict to the Total War series, and I love the Romance of the Three Kingdoms period. Uh, and just to tide myself over between this week and next, I'll be watching Red Cliff. <laughs> and uh, you know, getting into getting into the spirit of the the Three Kingdoms War. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so I've pre-ordered that. I I can't wait. I'm looking so forward to playing it. Uh, and a surprise this week. I did not know this was coming out. Did not know it was being worked on. Um, the Castlevania Collection released on Whoa, Steam. Wait, what? What is this? Uh, so this was. Uh, when did this hit? This hit May 16th, so yesterday. Okay. Um, so on Steam now, you can you can buy this. It's 20 bucks. Castlevania 1, 2, and 3 from Nintendo. Really? Uh, Super Castlevania 4. Castlevania The Adventure, which I think was a Game Boy game, and I think it sucked from what I remember. I didn't like it. <laughs> uh, Castlevania 2, Belmont's Revenge, another Game Boy game, I believe. Then Castlevania Bloodlines, which was, was uh, the Sega one. Uh, okay. Kid Dracula never released in English before, and then finally the last one in the collection is History of Castlevania: Book of the Crescent Moon. Hmm. So, 
What the hell is that? I've never heard of that. Uh, but yeah, so uh, 20 bucks. I mean, I'd say the first four in that collection, 1, 2, 3, and Super Castlevania 4, are definitely uh, worth the grab. Bloodlines on the Genesis was very cool. Um, not a bad deal. Not a bad deal at 20 bucks. No, not, not for the whole mess. Yeah, that sounds pretty good. So yeah, that was a little surprise. I didn't see that one coming, didn't know it was coming, and, and there it is. So, uh, But that's, uh, unless you saw any others, I think that's it on release highlights for the you know next week or so. Yeah, yeah, you know, we, we kind of we're, we're back into these weird doldrums. You know, we, yeah. we kind of had a lot. You know, kind of like late winter, early spring, whatever it was. Yeah, but uh, yeah, not, not much uh, really on the horizon. Like, I think I think Three Kingdoms was kind of like the last big one. Yeah, it's it, like I our think. summer blockbuster, really. Yeah, 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 yeah. But that I think that's it for releases. Uh, moving on to news. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we'll get I'll something s- in there eventually. Yeah, right. Also, not a busy, uh, not a huge news week. Um, so, uh, I did see that CD Projekt Red has pledged humane developer treatment uh, because Cyberpunk, you know, their upcoming game Cyberpunk, the development cycle is ramping up. We're getting mm-hmm. closer to release. And uh, they, it sounds like they are making a conscious effort not to uh, chain their developers to their desk. That's good. Yeah, I appreciate that. I, I think a lot of companies should do that. I mean, I guess we'll see what happens once the game releases and the articles start coming out. I mean, if nothing else, I, I do think, you know, I, I really credit a lot of the developers that were brave enough initially to start really bringing this whole thing to light. You know, I know that's a scary thing to do. And, um, you know, I'm glad that they, you know, people are starting to see what's been going on. And hopefully it's it's starting to impact some positive change, and I think that seems to be the case. But we'll see after that game releases. Indeed, indeed. And, and the thing is, like, I always feel like CD Projekt Red tries to do right by. They do it right. They just do it right. You know, it's like they do it right by by the players, and that you know, you know, they, you know, I think with um, all the Witcher stuff, they've been. I think they've been no. Has it been three DLCs or? Uh no or I guess no. no there's transactions are. There's no yeah, microtransactions, but the DLCs uh, that you do pay for, I think, have been very, very worth their money. Yeah, very meaty. Yeah, exactly. It never feels you're like you're shortchanged. They don't do microtransactions. They're pretty upfront. Yeah. Um, and yeah, so you know the, the fact that you know they're you're kind of coming out and you know we're gonna do right not only you know hopefully by the players but uh, but definitely by their developers like that that that's good and maybe what's needed in the industry and it's kind of a little bit counter i guess uh more or less because uh who was it um was it was it gearbox uh, i don't know whoever, whoever the last one was oh like something came out i think never saw like, okay, never soft the mortal Kombat guys oh maybe it's that yeah they're like oh yeah we're, we're, we're gonna do something uh, yeah something yeah it's like or maybe yeah. it was gearbox but yeah yeah i know nethersoft was the latest one they get the yeah they fucking changed us to our desks and it sucks and i you know worked 70 hour weeks for four months or it was more than that even it was it was yeah, unbelievable yeah, yeah. when i read it i was like how can how how is that anything but slavery right you know, except you're getting paid i guess and i think that's how the the suits view it but yeah so anyway it's coming to light and i think that's a good thing indeed um so there's that uh, Epic Store's answer to Steam sales. What do we got here? Yeah, so they've already started. Uh, it's best be described as a summer sale. So they're doing a lot of uh, $10 off 
uh, anything over, I think, 15 bucks. So, you know, if you're not averse to the Epic Store, <laughs> uh, it's a good time to kind of pick up games. Uh, you know, get yeah. a nice little $10 off anything. So, um, and there's, there's yeah, some that I are think, up to 75% off. Yeah, yeah, e- e- even more. Absolutely. So, you know, we're checking out sales there if you're, you've been on the fence about stuff. Um, and, you know, so, you know, like, you know, we've talked about Epic Store before, uh, and it seems like, yeah, they're really trying to put themselves in the competitive position against uh, Steam, which I, I always think is a good thing. Like, like yeah. I'm not about, st- you know, jumping one platform or the other. I'm just, uh, you know, healthy competition. And, yeah, and I'm, about the, I'm about the bunnies. Exactly. <clears throat> um, and actually, I don't know if, you know, if everybody doesn't know this, because I know a lot of people don't want to have, you know, another thing learning on, running on their system, but they've also been jumping on the train of giving two games away every month. Yes, yeah, yeah. Um, Usually, like, at least log in is like, okay, let me grab that. I may not yep. play it right now, but, you know, I just add to the library. It's like, yeah. And right. the one that they just gave away is this one called Stories Untold. And I played this one maybe a year or two ago. Okay. This, you got to check this out. It's one of those... Go ahead. uh, I was going to say, it's a very narrative-driven game. It's an adventure game. But it it does like four or five different genres that evolve as you play it. Hmm. Um, the, The first part of it, like you're coming home... I don't know. Like you're coming home to your parents' house and it's, it takes place in like the early eighties and like, it's got almost a very stranger things intro vibe. Like the I, same I kind of, say, sorry, go ahead. is it, is it related to stranger things? Cause it looked like the same type text, but it, it, you know, it wasn't, but so I, I guess I was a little confused by that. I think that's what they were going for. I think it's they were, like, this came out around similar, that time, but not stranger things specifically. Yeah. Not, not related to it. Uh, it definitely came out around that time, and I think they were pulling on the nostalgia of that. But mm. I think they did it right. And, like, the first part yeah. of the game, just to give you an idea, like, you're coming home to your parents' house, and you go up to your old computer, and you're basically, like, you put a cartridge... It's a, a tape a tape computer. You know, mm-hmm. where, yeah, where, yeah. Yeah, cartridge tapes. And you basically uh, hook in the equivalent of Mystery House, um, which is a very old adventure game. And then it, like, goes nuts from there. And uh, it's very cool. It's a very, very fun little uh, jaunt that kind of starts there. And there's like five different chapters, I believe. Um, mm. I had a lot of fun with this one. And it's free. I mean, it's it's a great little... Like, if you were like if we hang up here when we're done, you could probably finish it in a couple hours. And you'll have a blast with it. It's just a fun experience. Nice. Yeah, I did pick it up as... Because as, I think they do it monthly, but yeah. Uh... Yeah. Yeah, there's two a month uh, coming up. Uh, next week is going to be Rhyme or Ream, R I M E. That's that'll be free as of next week. Um, I've never played it, but it looks neat. But yeah, Stories Untold, very very cool. It's definitely worth checking out. Uh, so, so yeah, I think Epic Store is definitely turning out to be what we thought it would, and that's the the healthy competition. There's good sales. There's more opportunities for free games. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So it's it's cool to see. Uh, next one is yours too, I believe. Yeah. So uh, obviously, it's been on my radar since E3 last year. Uh, this is from Ubisoft Skull and Bones. So this is obviously built off of the Assassin's Creed Four uh, Black Flag. You know, or you know, using the same engine and or or at least looks the same. Well, I hope it's um, not the same controls. 
Uh, I think they did some slight improvements. So like, you know, cause, but it, it's going to be exclusively a pyro game, but it kind of, that, yeah. you know, that third, I say third person, but yeah, kind of I'm like, just hoping they yeah. use the Odyssey or Origins controls because, man, trying to go back to those previous Assassin Creed's, Assassin's Creed games controls is a nightmare. Yeah, it wouldn't Oof. surprise me if that's the case. I mean, you know, uh, that they would just like up the tech to that. Yeah, I think it would be um, a misstep. It, it just, it just, it, it's like, you know, when I first saw it, I was like, that looked like Black Side. Yeah, yeah. Cause I think Odyssey was just around the corner, so they hadn't quite released it yet. So yeah. the fact that we got Odyssey has sailing stuff, like, I wouldn't be surprised if they kind of, you know, you know, use that. Yeah, um, fair enough. But yeah, it's just supposed to come out, I think, later this year, but now delayed to 2020. So it's like, oh, another thing to wait for. So hopefully, you know, it's for the good. Hopefully, yep. you know, again, to the, you know, they didn't say specifically anything about developers, but hopefully it means that developers just have more time to actually build the thing, build it right, you know, and, and uh, really say solid. Product. Yeah, I'm all about, I'm all about pushing it back for a good cause. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, the next item on our news, uh, uh, spoiler alert, uh, I saw it, didn't know what it was, and Nick kind of pointed me in the right direction. <laughs> um, but there has been a fan film project a reimagining of scene 38 in episode 4 of Star Wars which is the uh, it's a re-edit of the classic fight between Obi-Wan and Darth Vader holy crap <laughs> yeah, absolutely awesome and yeah I mean for, for all us old school or if you recently watched it it's like you know if you go back and watch it now compared to like you know episode one with like the darth maul fight like it's yeah. super slow but again oh, this, yeah. this is this is back in the 1970s so th- this is what they were working with um but yeah this this team like went in they they i don't know how they did it i don't know how they did it <laughs> movie magic uh because they have like alec Guinness face everywhere and it's like man oh it's um, so good but uh, they they kind of reimagine and like up it and like if you watch it, you can actually see I think a little bit of the fighting techniques. They even you know kind of use that that kind of stunt mechanism or not mechanism, but you know those tech you know fighting techniques. So good from like episode three and you know the, their fighting styles of you know the prequel Obi Wan and even Vader for that matter. Oh yeah. Um, uh, and man, is like just like YouTube uh, Star Wars SC thirty eight. Yeah, SC thirty eight. It's about six minutes. Uh, it kind of interlaces a little bit, kind of gives you a little pretext of like, okay, this is, this is where specifically where that scene is at in the movie. Um, and then they go to town and, oh, man. Is oh, it man. Uh, you know, they kind of use uh, voicing from like all the mo- all you know, I say the uh, kind of the classic trilogy and original trilogy, or uh, not original trilogy, <laughs> classic trilogy and the prequel trilogy. Yeah. Uh, and fill in the gaps a little bit. But you know, it's all about the fight, though, and man, is it a treat! Totally, <laughs> like, these guys did a yeah. fantastic job. Totally worth the watch. Like, I can't recommend it enough. Six minutes of just like, oh man, that was awesome. <laughs> very, very good. Um, so that's pretty much it on the news. Uh, at this point. Uh, we normally go to the save point game of the month, and I haven't chosen a new one pretty specifically because that's um, that's Kyle's bag, and I- I'd like to wait until we have Kyle back on the show mm-hmm. uh, to officially kind of kick off our next game of the month. So we're just kind of leaving that there uh, for now. But what we will do is move on to our question of the bye week this week. Um... And this one, uh, Kyle did come up with, or Travis came up with, I believe, uh, now that I think about it. And it was, uh, what's your favorite DOS game? As in MS-DOS, for those who don't know, it's what PCs ran on before Windows came about. 
uh, what is your favorite DOS game that no one's ever heard of? Uh, and we had, you know, uh, we put out our voicemail line for people to call at uh, 610-810-1654. Uh, we do have a couple voicemails in response to this, and then we do have a Twitter response. And I'll actually start on the Twitter responses first, and then we'll head over to the voicemails, and then Nick and I will give you our take. Um, the first Twitter response came from Bacon Wrangler. Uh, at underscore bacon wrangler underscore the cosmic balance one and two by SSI strategic simulations incorporated uh, they combined together to play the strategic 4x and fight the space battles simultaneously executed 10 second turns with ships you designed could play one or two players I loved the SSI games I have never heard of these did hmm. you no, no, it's the first time I've heard of it. Uh, and uh, other SSI games that people might recognize more, like the the D and D Gold Box games, like Champions of Kryn, Death Knights of Kryn, Dark Queen of Kryn, uh, Pool of Radiance, you know, uh, Heroes of the Lance, all those. I played all those. I never knew they made these two games, Cosmic Balance One and Two. So I uh, thank you, Bank Bacon Wrangler. I am going to be checking those out. I'm actually really excited about that. I loved the old SSI games, and those are two I had never heard of. Uh, the next comes from our pal Jeremy, a.k.a. Hoodie Ninja, from the Bad Fodder Figures. Uh, he said, Mass Effect Dose was really good, but I also liked the online part of Trace. What? What? <laughs> I think he, he mistook Dose for Dos. <laughs> it was a play on Spanish numbers. Play on Spanish. Espanol. Oh, God, love you, man! You are you are our Chip Chipperson. <laughs> yes, but I will. I never did play the online part of Mass Effect Three, to be honest. But uh, yeah, it was okay. Like I mean, it was just a well, kind of a horde mode. I think it's okay. never like a versus. So it was okay. mm. all right. All right, so we'll move on to our voicemails. We got three tonight. Uh, we got a new caller. Um, actually, I think we got two here. Uh, but the first caller is Blake from New Jersey. Thank you for calling in, sir. Uh, and this is his response to our question. Hey, this is Blake from New Jersey, and I got to say, one of my most favorite all-time DOS games had to be Rogue. What Ooh. a classic. Just thinking about it now it makes me want to download it and play it on my new machine. Take care, guys. Have fun. <laughs> I couldn't agree more. I, I still dig out classic Rogue, and uh, I still play it and usually die pretty early. So um, for those who don't know, I mean, that is the original. Like all the you know games you see today that are roguelikes or roguelite, they're all based off the principles of Rogue. Which was, you know, this procedurally generated uh, permadeath. You die once, it's over. Your game's over. You lose your character. The whole deal. Um, very challenging role-playing game. Uh, and it has been around, if I'm not mistaken, since the late 70s. Uh, I should have looked this Sounds up. Right. But it's it's an old game. It's a classic. And it has been around for a very long time. Uh, so I... Uh, I couldn't agree more. It's a great one, and it's it's one of those. Uh, sad to say, I don't think a lot of people uh, 
know about now. I mean, they know about the genre. They hear roguelike, roguelite, but I wonder how many people actually make the connection to the original game. But thank you, Blake, from New Jersey. It was good to hear from you. Uh, feel free to call again. All right, let's see who we have here. Hey, you guys! Hey, you guys! <laughs> what? What's up, bro? shortly before recording. Hopefully the message gets through. Brad, what the hell's going on with your phone? What is going okay, on? It's not just you me. Man. Okay, he's like cutting out there. Me not to answer. I mean, that's just not going to happen. Travis, you broke the streak, buddy. Oh, I Jesus Christ, it was Chris. Kyle is probably off in Bangladesh or something having fun and storming Bollywood. <laughs> Holy headshot. I thought you were Fred French. Stop games. <laughs> um... I'll tell you what, there's a bunch I can think of that nobody's heard of because I played a lot back then. But one that really struck my opinion was X-Men. I Ooh. don't know if you guys knew there was an X-Men game, if you had any experience with it. But it was kind of like a puzzle game where you had to use the different characters' abilities to progress through the story. It wasn't a complete beat-em-up. There was a strategy element to it. It was still side-scrolling. But there were things like you would have to use Nightcrawler's teleport ability to teleport into something to get the key that you needed to open the door, that kind of thing. Really cool. Hmm. I also had one of those demo discs that had like a bajillion shareware titles on it. And I remember <laughs> stuff like Biomenace and Pickle Wars and just fun arcade side scrollers. But awesome question. I can't wait to hear what answers you guys get. Have an awesome weekend and I will catch you soon. Keep doing great things. Take it easy. Take it easy, holy headshot. Thank you for the call, <laughs> sir. Um, now, is that X-Men... Is that the same one that was on the NES? I don't think so. And I'm going to okay. look this up now because I'm very intrigued. I don't know if I played this one. I, what was it called? Uh, well, you, you Fall of the Mutants, yeah. maybe? I don't, I don't know. Or, like, I, oh. I've never heard of one on DOS, and so it made me wonder, like, was the NES a port of that, maybe? But if it's something different, then yeah, that news to me. I think it's called Fall of the Mutants. Uh, hmm. Well, no, and it was a sequel to one called X-Men Madness in Murder World. I've never heard of these. We're going to have to check the archive and see if it's on there. That's very yeah, interesting. Yeah, because I guess the X-Men is a top-down. It wasn't a side-scroller. Yeah. Huh. Very... Yes, something totally different. Yeah, I've, I've never heard of this, Chris. So thank you for uh, calling in with this one. I'm definitely going to have to check it out. Uh, that's interesting. I never knew they had an X-Men game on the, the on yeah, DOS. X-Men, Madness, and Murder World, Children of the Atom. Huh. No, that Children of the Atom is the it's like a fighter one. It's not a side Yeah, one. yeah, that one I remember. All right, and we have one more voicemail. I wonder who it could be from. Gentlemen, what is up, gentlemen? What is there up? There he is. Yes, I'm still alive. <laughs> I get carried away, carried off there. Yeah, I didn't have to report for jury doing that's for sure. Seems like it, though. I know. I so okay. So I missed the show. All right, two. So okay, three. Well, if we really want to count, maybe four. I don't know. Well, who's really counting? Oh, anyhow, right? I mean, the show goes on. The show goes on. These guys did a great job carrying on the show without uh, me, so of course you would. But anyway, I'm back to help support the show, so here I am. Here's it's better now. Right. <laughs> All right. I don't know. It's not going to be very good because, uh, well, I have a dirty secret, gentlemen. I have a very dirty secret. I really never played many DOS games at all. I uh, 
started on the Atari 2600, and then I went to that to the NES, and then uh, to the Super, to the N, and uh, I'll be on and on and on. And, uh, I haven't really, uh, I never really got into computer games much. The computer games just never really jived with me. I did, I did play Doom on the old PC. I, I did indeed mm. play the, the original Doom. I don't know if that counts, but that's not, 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 not even Absolutely. Heard of, heard of that, but. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I really don't have much for your question. I apologize on that. But uh, I brought my own question, as I like to do sometimes. So and it's an easy question. It's, you know, it's, it's a good question, I think. It's, it's it's a good one. So here we go. With summer right at the doorstep here knocking, uh, I'm just wondering if you gentlemen are like me and like feel bad when you're sitting inside your house on a summer day when it's beautiful out and you're playing a game, you know, because you really want to play the game. I mean, there's games that have to be played. There's games that are awesome. And you clear out some time, and you're like, you know, I could play it. And you're sitting there playing, and you look out, and you're like, it is just such a nice day outside. I, I really shouldn't be in here playing this game. And it just, nine out of ten times, I end up putting the game down and going outside because, you know, when winter's here, uh, you can't do that. And uh, I do indeed hate winter. Yes, I'm talking to you, Captain Mike. Shout out to you <laughs> there in your wintertime likes. I can't stand winter. So, uh, you know, I'm just curious if you guys feel the same way, or does it not bother you? Just like, hey, I'm here to game, and I'm going to game, no matter what it is outside. Uh, as for me, I don't know. I just I have a hard time. I just I look out that window, and I'm like, yeah, I should really be out there enjoying myself. And that's usually what I do. So, uh, curious to hear what you guys have to say about that. It feels good to be back calling in. Uh, shout out to everyone on the show. Glad everyone's doing great. And uh, as always, gentlemen, as always. Oh yeah, <clears throat> voice is breaking up. Well, I'll touch here. Arriva Dirty. <laughs> Ariba Dirty, Fred. Uh, it doesn't say Ariba Turkey this time. It says I don't touch him or even dirty. God, I love Google Translate. <laughs> That's a hell of a translate. <laughs> no shit. Uh, so as far as Fred's question, uh, in my case, uh, not a bit. No, nah, I'm kidding. Uh, obviously, you know, with with kids now, I do like to get outside with them and uh, and you know enjoy the sun, especially after. The winters we've had here in the past two years, I, I, I have also grown to dislike the cold. Um, but I found a happy medium, is at least for console gaming, uh, ever since you know Windows 10 allows you to uh, stream your Xbox. I take my little laptop out to the back porch and I could stream my Xbox to it and uh, play games out there and enjoy the sun at the same time. You know, happy, happy compromise there. There you, there you go. And what, what about you, Nick? Do you feel bad? Uh, a little bit. I mean, like, I, the thing is, like, uh, I've been recently doing a lot of walking. I've been losing weight because of it. And so now I've gotten into the routine of, like, okay, like, you know, assuming it's not blisteringly hot. You know, if we're talking, like, midsummer, yeah. then it's like, okay, I'm staying inside because it's way too hot. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Give me you. the AC. Um, but no, if, if it's a really good day, usually I actually do make it a point to like get outside, do some hiking, and then I'll come back in the evening time when it's like, okay, when my legs are tired, then I'll sit down, relax, yep. enjoy the game, and, and you know, kind of kind of space out when when I do it. So, oh, that's fair, and that's kind of the same with me as well. I need to do more walking though, uh, so I'll get on that. <laughs> <laughs> But uh, so, what about you? What what is your your favorite DOS game that other people may not have heard of? So, I mean, most of the DOS games I played were, were pretty mainstream. I don't think I had I played any obscure ones. Um, some of my favorites though were like uh, XCOM Terror from the Deep, which was yes. the second one. Um, uh, I'm trying to think. Of, like there was like the Flight Simulator, Silent Service. Um, 
you know, the, the Doom and Quake and uh, uh, I don't think Half Life was actually ninety Windows ninety five. I think by that point. Yeah, so yeah. I, I think, think at that point DOS. we were moving away from DOS. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm trying to think. Like, yeah, it's like most of it. Like, it, strangely enough, it was all mainstream. It was never anything really obscure. Huh. I think for me, um, it was kind of mainstream at the time, but I, I don't think a lot of people have heard of it today. Uh, it's a game called Betrayal at Crondor. Um, it was an RPG. Okay, it was an RPG released by Sierra, uh, based upon a book series called The Rift War Saga by Raymond Feist. Um, he was kind of a... And he's still around, he's still writing... Uh, he's an epic fantasy writer. Uh, it was more, to me, it was more digestible than like the Lord of the Rings books. It was a little bit um, easier to get into, but they're fantastic books. If you've never read the Rift War Saga, I cannot recommend it enough. Uh, the first books in the series are Magician. Uh, I think the latest version split Magician into two novels because it was very big. So it's Magician Apprentice and Magician Master, then uh, Silverthorn, hmm. and then finally A Darkness at Sethanon. Um, but what made the, the book so great is he really has another very richly detailed world, awesome characters, and he worked with Sierra to bring it to a game, and the game takes place midway between two of the novels, and, um, it is a fantastic little role-playing game, uh, very original, the, the system was made from the ground up specifically for that game, uh, it's a tactical combat screen, you know, a grid combat screen where you move your characters to get them into position, uh, and then execute abilities, spells, and all that. And uh, then there's like you can go to taverns and you can practice your loot abilities and you can earn extra money by you know being the bard for the night. Very very interesting game for its time. Very richly uh, written story, uh, and it's very good. And especially if you've read the novels. Uh, Betrayal at Crondor is just, it's like getting to jump into your favorite book and actually hang out with your favorite characters. Nice. Uh, yeah, it's it's been, and the, but the best thing about it is you don't have to know anything about the books, and you can just pick it up and buy it and, and still have a lot of fun with it. It's a very, really, like I said, very nicely detailed world. I mean, the graphics are primitive in today's standards, but at the time, they were really something special. And um, you can get right into it. You'll you'll appreciate the characters. You'll appreciate the story. And and uh, full disclosure, when I had played the game for the first time, I had never heard of the books. And when I had learned, when I had realized that it was based off a book series, that's what actually spurred me to go out and get the first book. And I was completely hooked. And then it just made the game that much more enjoyable. So uh, hmm. yeah, so that was Betrayal at Crondor. Technically, I think that was made by Dynamix, uh, who were a division of Sierra. Or a subsidiary, I believe. Okay. Or Dynamics, or whatever. Um, so yeah, I, I highly recommend it. It's it's one of my favorites to this day, uh, and I still play it on occasion. I think I even streamed it one night not too long ago. Uh, but yeah, check out Betrayal at Crondor. Um, will do. Yeah. I think other than that, uh, that will bring us uh, to the end here. Uh, another fun episode, episode 40. We'll go into our conclusions and shout-outs and all that fun stuff. Uh, Nick, anything you want to promote or anybody you want to shout-out? Any 
I don't care. Go ahead, Mike. Sure. <laughs> uh, I don't think there's any major shout outs. Again, if you want to see some cool Battleship New Jersey stuff, check out my YouTube channel, uh, Blackie Lops. Um, yeah. I think that's about it. <laughs> awesome. I'm definitely going to check that out. I want to see the, the finished product. I'll just be in my rotating chair this time. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Whee! <laughs> nice tent. um yeah big shout out to the fans again we continue to grow not just on the podcast but the save point has really jumped in members lately and i'm happy to see that um so we are growing in the save point as well a big shout out to our pals at the everyday gamers they just did an episode recently uh so you know shout out to az rock slide shout out to jason uh if you haven't heard the everyday gamers highly recommend them they're a great podcast uh, check them out. They're they're very uh, family friendly, unlike this one, because I have a tendency to drop f bombs every other <laughs> sentence. I apologize. It's just who I am, and uh, that's how that is. Also, a big shout out to my fellow potty mouths, the bad fodder figures. <clears throat> Love those guys. They do such a great show every week. Uh, so check them out. Now, normally, oh, this hurts. Normally, this is the spot where I shout out the future monkeys. And I unfortunately, and, and this is how much I love you, Los. I'm actually just going to strike through the font. I'm not going to delete it entirely so that you're always remembered. But the Future Monkeys did uh, have their final episode uh, oh. last week. They are officially uh, hanging up the boxing gloves. Beardy and Los and Scary are, are calling it a day for the Future Monkeys. Uh, I totally understand, you know, and it's, it's, you know, not feeling it anymore, not feeling it anymore, but I really loved what they did. I thought they were really, really fun to listen to. Um, you know, if you haven't heard them before, definitely check out their older episodes. It's very interesting. Lois is a very interesting guy. Beardy is interesting. I mean, they're all great, great people, and every show they did was entertaining, and I am sad to see them go, but obviously, you know, we very much understand, and... I wish you guys the best. I, I hope, uh, Los, I know you, you're not one to sit on your laurels, so I, I can't wait to see what your next project might be. And you're already trying to tempt me into getting into Lego builds. And, you know, <laughs> he, and I'll tell you, he does beautiful Lego builds. Um, Did you go to Brickfest at all? I don't know. Los, do you go to Brickfest? Let us know on Twitter. Because uh, Nick goes every year. Yeah. Just uh, beginning of April this year. But, uh, yeah, awesome. I film. saw your pictures. That was incredible. That was really neat. So yeah, um, I might be getting into that. Something to do with the kids, and it looks like it'd be a lot of fun. But yes, rest in peace, future monkeys. We love you guys. Finally, uh, if you want to get in touch with us, uh, the aforementioned Save Point is our our book club for games, so to speak, and you can get there at tiny.cc/savepoint. Um, check it out and come hang out and talk games with us. If you want to email us, you can email the retro rents at gmail.com. On Twitter, you can reach the podcast at the retro rents. You can reach me directly at retro rents al. Nick is at black eagle ops. We're on Twitch. Oh, and, and Travis is all as well as at soda x bread. On Twitch, I'm also retro rents al. Kyle is Kibis, K-I-B-B-I-S. Nick is Black Eagle Ops again, and Travis is Soda X Bread. So feel free to stop by, say hi, ask questions, tell us about your favorite games. We love to interact with everybody, and it's always fun to interact with people that listen to the show. Absolutely. 
But other than that, we will bring episode 40 to a close. It is getting stuffy as hell in this back office. I gotta get an air conditioner in here. <laughs> <laughs> other than that, we will catch everybody in two weeks. Uh, we'll be doing some interviews soon. I'm gonna be reaching out to some people and uh, getting some of those scheduled. So keep an eye out for some special episodes. And until the next uh, episode in two weeks, be cool, play games, don't be dicks. Peace out. Peace out.